0: Hey friends, Father Alan here. Glad to have you along. Welcome to the first edition of Sipping on the Sabbath Rewind. I'm taking a little bit of a break and didn't want you to be without an episode of Sipping on the Sabbath. So here it is, a rewound episode from two years ago for this Divine Mercy Sunday. Like good food, it is sometimes best served warmed over. The Lord comes through the locked doors. The disciples are in the upper room for fear of the authorities. The doors are locked. And Jesus enters in and he says to them on three separate occasions in this gospel passage, peace be with you. And that's what I need to experience. Like Jesus, I need, I want to experience your peace. I can I can go for a big, huge like helping of that, right? Maybe I can try to find some peace in, in, in chocolate, but the peace that the Lord offers me is just an incredible, incredible gift. Because sometimes I don't I don't have peace in my life. Now, what is it that, again, speaking from my own experience, could prohibit me from experiencing peace? And do I really believe? And I'm holding on to this this truth that Jesus really wants to change me today. But I need to cooperate with that. It's not a kind of a magical thing. Kind of, you know, I need to cooperate with that. I need to open my heart to receive, ask for, do what he's asking me to do. It works if you're working and it won't if you don't. So do it to cooperate with the Lord. And this can all happen today in your life and in mine. The doors were locked. This is John chapter 20, verse 19. The doors were locked for fear of the authorities. And I wonder if, applying it to our current circumstance, we could say, well, I'm living in my own house or my apartment, a condominium, and the doors are locked. Like I'm living in this locked space out of fear, out of fear of COVID-19, out of fear of this pandemic Is that what's going on in my life right now? And can I identify some areas of my life where I'm living in fear? Or am I entirely in fear and worry and concern? What about disobedience? Again, to be honest with you, I find myself wanting to kind of run the show, make things happen, change things up, control things, and not really say, Lord, what would you have me do? Now, if you go to Matthew's gospel, this is chapter 28, verse 10, and also Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 16, verse 7, you see that the women who went to the tomb were given an instruction by Jesus to go and tell my disciples, my brothers, to go to Galilee. And that's where they will see me. So the disciples were not even being obedient. They weren't even supposed to be there. They were supposed to have gone to Galilee to await the Lord Jesus, to have an experience and encounter with him there but they're in disobedience so is there any fear is there any disobedience going on in my heart right now am i irritable am i restless am i discontent am i not at peace am i uncomfortable like what's really going on in my life and do i have even just a smidgen of willingness to open my heart to jesus and say lord this is what's going on jesus i need more of you and give him permission to move and act in our life. And the truth of the matter is that he will come into our life. And just like we saw in last Sunday's Gospel, this is Luke chapter 24, I use the Gospel of Easter Sunday afternoon, Easter Sunday evening, Jesus approaches the two disciples, he walks along beside them, and is there even before they recognized him. So, even before we recognize Jesus coming through the locked doors of our life, He's already there. He's just waiting for us to turn our attention to Him and allow Him to say and us to hear, Peace be with you. I need and I want to experience more of Jesus' peace because what I'm going through in my life right now, I'm not experiencing some peace. I'm not experiencing some peace at all, at all. I need more peace. I need Jesus' peace. And if you can identify with that, know that you are not alone. The Lord is indeed with us. And how am I going to experience more of this peace? Not by having a piece of chocolate, which I'm going to have right now. All this this talking makes me kind of hungry, right? (laughs) Crumple, crumple, crumple. Anyway, it's my show. How am I going to experience more of this peace? Well, by responding to the invitation to put our hand into the side of Jesus and have a similar experience that Thomas himself did. He goes on to say, this is John 20, verse 28, My Lord and my God. And how many of us have been taught since childhood that at the elevations of the Mass, the sacred host and the chalice, we look up and we say, My Lord and my God. Is that act of faith. Jesus, you are here. Jesus, you are present to me. Jesus, you want to minister to me. I give you permission to minister to me. Jesus, you are who you say you are. And you can dispel the darkness. You can dispel the chaos, the disorder, the fear, the disobedience, the selfishness. All of it's going on in my life. Jesus, I need you. And to have that confidence that the Lord comes to where we are. He came to the upper room because he knew the disciples were there. He didn't scold them, yell at them, say, Listen, you bunch of yahoos, I told you to go to Galilee. What are you doing sitting around here? And by the way, the room room stinks. You've been here for like this period of time. Open some windows, get some fresh air in here. He breathes on them the fresh air of the Holy Spirit. So today is about mercy. And through the revelations of Jesus to St. Faustina, he made a promise to us. And this your reference is Diary 699. I will pour out a sea of graces upon those souls that approach the font of my mercy. The souls that will go to communion and confession will obtain a complete remission of sin. On that day, that is today, Divine Mercy Sunday, all the divine floodgates through which graces flow are opened. And Jesus gave authority to the priests of the church to forgive sin. The first act that Jesus did, even before Pentecost, was to breathe the Holy Spirit on the apostles. Now, we said a moment ago, they were locked together in the upper room. Windows are closed, doors are closed, probably just stank in there. The air is kind of dank. And the Lord comes and he breathes the fresh air. Imagine, just kind of of think about that for a minute. Like the fresh breeze of the Holy Spirit. Blown on the disciples, gathered together in fear in that upper room, locked away. And the Lord says, this is again John 20, verses 22 to 23. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Praise God. Jesus wants us to experience his mercy and his forgiveness. And that is why reconciliation, confession, the act of penance, the sacrament of penance, is meant to be for you and for me an uplifting experience. Like Jesus' greatest pleasure is to forgive us. Why do we deny him that pleasure? Why do we live in fear? Why do we live in disobedience? Repent of that. Say, Lord, I've been living my my life according to self-will. Jesus, I surrender myself over to you. But it comes to that place of that, that kind of crossroads in our life. We recognize what's going on in our life, what we're experiencing in life, and we want to communicate that over to the Lord Jesus. And he loves us so much. He just loves us so much. He's just waiting for us. Will I give him permission today? Will I allow myself to experience this new life that he's offering to To me today even in the midst of everything going on in my life the lord knows anyway so he's offering us an opportunity for a new baptism praise god a baptism that we can start over again it's like wiping the slate clean and he's inviting all of us you and me to come back to him we're like his prodigal sons his prodigal daughters that no matter what we've done, no matter how many times we have fallen, no matter how many times we have chosen our will over his, no matter how long it's been since the last time I went to confession, it's an opportunity, it's an invitation. The Lord says, come home, just come home to me and receive my mercy and my forgiveness. Like how much do I desire to have an encounter with the Lord's mercy and His forgiveness. And do I truly believe that the moment I begin to feel contrition and a desire to return to Him, He will make it possible. He will make it possible for me to go and find a priest, to make it possible for me to find a church that's open with confessions, and make it possible for me to get there. Do I truly believe that? I believe that. I can testify in my own life when I know I've needed to approach the Lord in the sacrament of confession to start over again, it's like wham-ba-lam, easy peasy. There it is, like Lord's like just making things happen. The Lord will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves, or things we need to do for ourselves, for sure. But He's just such a miracle worker that things fall into place when we have this desire to respond to His grace. It's about trusting in the Lord really, truly trusting that he is really honestly looking out for me and wants what's best for me. Here's a couple of quotes from the diary of St. Faustina. This is 1784. How very much I desire the salvation of souls. If only they were willing to accept my grace. This is Jesus speaking to St. Faustina. The greatest sinners achieve great sanctity. If only they would trust in my mercy. Then there's Diary 1602. When you approach the confessional, know this. I am waiting there for you. I am only hidden by the priest, but I myself act in your soul. Here the misery of the soul meets the God of mercy. The greater the sinner, the greater the right he has to my mercy. If their trust is great, there is no limit to my generosity. And finally, diary number 300. Mankind will not have peace until it turns with trust to my mercy. Will I turn with trust to the mercy of God that he's calling me back to himself? Again, again, he knows what we're going through. He knows that this time is difficult. He knows the temptation to lock ourselves away, self-will, trying to control things, make things happen. He knows what we're experiencing emotionally, mentally, psychologically, spiritually. He knows all that. And as the divine physician, the great healer, the great lover of our souls, he will come to where we are. He will come through the locked doors, maybe literally Or figuratively, the locked doors of our house, the locked doors of our heart, And he will enter in. And he gives us that invitation to come home. To accept and to receive my mercy. Trust in me, he says. That I love you, he says. That Jesus truly, honestly loves us. Like, make that personal. Jesus truly, honestly loves me. He loves me. And he desires I be in a relationship with him. But it is a free choice that i need to make so how will i respond will i fall into his arms be washed clean be given the grace to start over again or is there part of me that says kind of like thomas well this is verse 25 unless i put my hand in his side and see the mark of the nails i will not believe interestingly enough I seem to kind of like that word, interestingly, interestingly enough. Jesus appears a second time just for the sake of Thomas. This is verse 26. It says, eight days later, Thomas was there. Aha! Jesus knew that Thomas was there. So he comes back to the upper room. Now imagine this eight days of I mean, him hunkering down there in that room. I like, can imagine what that place looked like and smelled like. Eight days, and Jesus comes back and gives Thomas a second chance. And the message for you and for me is that we do serve a Lord, a Savior of second chances, and third, and fourth, and fifth. And so Jesus is offering you and me a second chance today. Verse 24 refers to Thomas as being the twin. Not that he had a twin brother, but really that term is really meant to inspire in us a reflection, to ask myself, do I see anything in Thomas that i can identify with if i look at thomas do i see myself as though looking into a mirror is thomas kind of a twin in his behaviors and his choices and his responses to to life would people be able to distinguish between him and me is he my twin the lord is calling his people back to him i've said this many times before people's lives are being changed i'm privileged and blessed as a priest to have a front row seat as it were in how the lord is working in people's lives how the lord is working in my life in the midst of the ups and downs and the sideways and the turmoils that i can experience as a result of this whole pandemic And again, the gift that's offered is love and peace, love and peace and and the knowledge and and the trust that the Lord has our back. The Lord is so merciful, so kind, so welcoming, so loving when we come back to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent of my sin. I accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life. I need your grace, Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross to save me. And when that happens, I believe the Holy Spirit begins to work in a real new and powerful way in each of our lives. And then we become instruments of God's merciful message of hope and peace in the world. As I said last Sunday, the world needs hope and hope has a name and his name is Jesus. How am I experiencing the hope that Jesus offers to me? Does it mean simply that everything becomes peaches and ice cream and life is just wonderful? No. There are still difficulties, obstacles. But by God's grace, we pick ourselves up, we start over again, and we carry on one day at a time. And he comes to be with us. Maybe, again, we feel as though we're locked away in the room of our life or the houses of our life, out of fear of COVID-19, Jesus enters into that experience. And so today, Lord, my dear friends, the Lord is offering us again this I, I, I just can't not say it enough. A free gift of his grace. The question is, will I accept it into my life? He's waiting for us. Waiting for us to give him permission to move in our lives. So I invite you to join with me. I'm going to say a prayer now. You know, I, I say these things kind of, you know, like eating a little bit of chocolate and drinking some coffee kind of thing, you know, but it, well, I'm serious here. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> and Father Bob Bedard, our founder of the Companions of the Crosses, says we take God seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. But we want to take God seriously, and so... Let's just take a moment now to put our coffee down, our chocolate down for a minute here, and just uh, open our hearts to receive this incredible gift of God's mercy and love and peace in our life. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the gift of this day, this Divine Mercy Sunday, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that the floodgates of mercy are wide open open jesus from your pierced side flow blood and water jesus thank you lord for communicating your love and your mercy to us through sister saint faustina we pray lord jesus that as many people as possible those listening right now those who will watch this video later will just be encouraged lord the incredible gift of this day we pray lord jesus that you would just move in our hearts we give you permission lord jesus to come into the rooms of our life repent lord jesus of any way we've tried to lock you out or lock the world out lock ourselves in any way lord we're trying to stay in control trying to manage trying to make happen Lord Jesus, just minister to us in our tiredness and in our fear, in any discouragement, any lack of hope, Jesus, that we're experiencing. You know it all, Lord. And so we just open our lives to you, Jesus. You know what's going on, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for giving the church the sacrament of confession. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the priesthood. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the ministry of reconciliation through your priests, Lord Jesus. We pray for priests, Lord, who are themselves going through hard times, who are struggling, Lord, with loneliness, discouragement, disillusionment. That you would just encourage them, Jesus, in your love. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would make it possible for us to get confession as soon as possible. To avail ourselves of the graces of this Divine Mercy Sunday and to receive Holy Communion. And Lord Jesus, we we pray especially for that one person who was listening here today, who has been away from you in confession for a very long time. That you would just speak to their hearts, just ease them, Lord, of any worry, any concern, any anxiety, any fear. Guilt, shame, remorse, whatever it is, Lord Jesus, that's just prohibiting them from just availing themselves of your mercy and forgiveness, that you just break through all that, Lord, and just speak to their hearts right now. Peace be with you. Thank you, Jesus. We need more of your peace, and we accept that peace in our life one day at a time, Jesus. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. amen okay well this has been kind of fun you know i really enjoy this got the coffee a little chocolate got scripture hey living life in jesus is a really good time god bless you we'll see you see you next time remember when we're powerless that's when we're strong and victory is gained through surrender